0: The Parmesan breadsticks thing That's like the first time we ever met
1: Was that weekend It was that weekend Yeah That's why we feel like we've known each other for so long Because I feel like I feel like (laughs) we've been doing that since 8th grade (laughs) Breadsticks with all of my best friends Parmesan Parmesan. (laughs) (laughs) Like we never (laughs) left, dog Let's go This is Just Being Earnest And we're coming for that ass Just Being Earnest Just Being Earnest just be in earnest, just be in earnest. Oh, the memories of just being earnest the first couple of seasons, but we're back. Um, and it's appropriate that you are my first guest uh, on the return of JB, <laughs> JBE. I think the people will be thrilled. Um, yeah, dude. So, what's up? You went out last night on Bourbon Street.
0: Yeah. The actually, Bourbon Street. I will say we went out yesterday during the day on Bourbon. Um, I just saw Bailey like walking through there, and he was literally just going, "Nah,
1: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like 100, 100 dude's, dude's Feral." There. I love Bailey. He uh, was on top of my bus this morning. Why? No, I'm just kidding. He why? wasn't. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, we went out. Actually, went out to a place called, um, uh, Frenchman, not French Quarter, but something like Frenchman Street, mm-hmm. and it was like a more of a local, low key, bourbon. But, oh, sick. Uh, last night, went like to, Midtown to Broadway, yeah, pretty much exactly. But like jazz Midtown. Oh, that's so sick. Um, and went to a bar called Spotted Cat. It was pretty
1: good. There was like a killer, like funk band in there. I wish there was more of that scene in Nashville, dude. It's yeah, it's I like a honky tonk, but a good jazz. They I guess they just put a Sinatra club in Printer's Alley. Like, a, <sighs> yeah, but but that's not going to be like going to.
0: Only people over fifty are going to in there no no offense to the people who are but
1: yeah and hey and we appreciate you for even making it that long yeah. in this economy good god i mean 50 years you know people were dying in their 30s in like 18 18 oh for sure that like and that was before fentanyl <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> dude.
1: so that's crazy so it was tanner's birthday yesterday what is, how old is he now
0: 33. So he and I are the same age, but that was a
1: big a year for Jesus. Mm, damn sure was. That's crazy. 33, though. I'm 30, 31. You're
0: 33? Yeah, i 33 in September.
1: Virgo? Yeah. Um, yes, Virgo. God, we're getting old. How yeah, old would know. we, when we met, I would have been 25, probably. Let
0: me, th- let me think about this. We met in 2017. So, what year were you born? 92 so probably yeah, twenty five and I was twenty seven wow dang that's crazy it feels like we've known each other longer than five years though it does I, but i I know specific because i this is so yeah, weird. what do
1: you have a first memory
0: uh, of meeting me yeah it was on the tree vibes bus that's the tree vibes bus is how I like straight up how I like notch my time my timeline in the past. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That, I guess it's you're right. Like Pre tree vibes bus, like broke mm-hmm. long hair, Michael. And then it was like, I remember the tree. You vibes had a Mississippi era. Braves hat. You yeah. Always yeah. Were, yeah. Right? And yeah. then I, and then it was like, then like the big loud era. And then it's, but like, I specifically remember we were, me and you were, we just met on the bus and we just, the first, the Parmesan breadsticks thing. It, that's like the first time we ever met.
1: Oh, was that weekend. It was that weekend. Yeah. That's why we feel like we've known each other for so long because I feel like I feel like we've been doing that since for eighth sure. grade. For sure, Breadsticks with all of my best friends, Parmesan. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like we never left, dog. Let's go. This is just being earnest, and we're coming for that ass. <laughs> uh, um, that's good. So <clears throat> this is this is good. Uh, God, you could eventually just be my co-host, but um, <laughs> I know you're not. A, I know you're not. I know you're not afraid to go deep, so I want to get deep for just a second Okay, off the bat. How have you noticed life change for you ever since you've joined the Illuminati? I <laughs> <laughs> can't talk about that. Okay. I know. That's the whole bit, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to ask you that for so long. I mean, the one eye think we're all <laughs> we all we all see it. We're all thanking it. And um and I mean I just yeah, dude, business is booming, right? <laughs> it's doing pretty well. That's awesome. And that was a Seth England idea for sure. Saying that, or the Illuminati joining? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, dude. And joining? That's hilarious. No, I think, it, dude, what I think is so sick. and We were talking about this in seriousness. Um, the the separation of all three of our brands, you, me, and Morgan, and how Joey is such a G behind all that of being able to think about how many versions of country music he's made like, and been able to dial a brand for this artist, that artist, that artist.
0: I don't even know. I wonder how many songs he's produced in Nashville.
1: A thousand Mm. man, maybe Probably. I mean, he, uh, God made girls like he was on doing Ray Lynn's. He he's done a hundred almost of only Morgan songs. (laughs) You think about it? Yeah.
0: Wow. Um, and then he did Jake Owen's first record. He did all the FGL records, all of mine, all of yours. And you are you have three out now?
1: Yeah. Two and a half, if you,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, I mean, somebody probably. Do, somebody
0: should do the math. So, so If you're a fan, go figure out how many songs, Tom, how many country songs Joey
1: has produced. Tom's on it. I already know Tom's on it. Shout out Tom. If you don't know Tom, you will. Tom's the man. You met Tom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. This is good, dude. There's, there's um, there's something to be said for, I want to say humble beginnings, but also like, yeah, we did meet on the Trevaz bus. And at that time, our perspective of what all this was is so different than what it is now. Yeah. 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 A lot of, a lot of the stuff that didn't make sense then makes sense now. Mm. Um, but, but I think talk, talk some about your experience going from, songwriter to you know you'll be headlining arenas next year. Um dude, it's a it's
0: crazy, but I uh so I would say the beginning of 2018 I was like I was a full-on songwriter zero and you know this mm-hmm. t- intention of being an artist. Like I just wanted to write songs and play golf every day. And I had up down, kind of finally sort of popping off, but it, it was still unknown because Morgan was still like
1: barely known. Right, you know what I mean. He just had the way I talk out or something. Yeah, like that, yeah, right? yeah.
0: Anyway, and around like February, February March, I remember Tyler Hubbard, especially Tyler BK a little bit. But really, Tyler kept hounding me about like, dude, you need to, you need to talk to Seth England. You need to like, I'm telling you, like you know, you, you could sign a record deal. Like you got a thing, blah, 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 blah. And, um, everybody's singing your demos trying to sound like you. Yeah. But it, I just, it, it, I was watching like, and at that point I had gotten to be pretty good buddies with Morgan. I was watching him, Jameson, actually Jamison claims he signed his after me, but either way I was watching some of my friends like go through the freaking grind. And I was like, I don't know if I want to deal with that. And, um, so I was super, super reluctant. And then uh I guess the short story is uh Seth pretty much called me and Joey Moy both called me separately and they were like
1: parking lot too. Remember that night I walk out of Joey's and he's like Joey wants to sign a record deal on you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where was that? That was at Big Loud. Me and Joey were sitting there listening. I think uh That's right. Four by four was the demo. It was yeah, like yeah, a couple yeah, yeah, of yeah. those things. <sighs> and we were sitting back. Me and Damn! DeRace right in front, bag. right by the door. Yeah, and I walked. We walked out. God, I, like, I forgot about that. I was dude. like, I was like, dude, I think Joey wants to cut a record on you. Are you serious?
0: Yes. Like, yeah. And dude, dude the very next day, that was the moment that it happened because I, I knew like Seth was kind of, I won't say breathing down my neck because it wasn't like that. I didn't feel like any pressure, but uh, everybody, it just started Persistent. happening. Like yeah. the ball started rolling, and then Joey called me, who's my, been my favorite producer since like I was twelve yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And he and he was the one that was like, dude, I want you to, you know, if you ever want to put out a record, like, I just, I want to produce you. And I was like, all right, I, I probably need to do this. And then pretty much met with Big
1: Loud after that. And the rest is. Yeah. I don't know. I just write that. Right there. Cut that out. Yeah, that's why. I mean, that's from, from my bird's eye point of view, getting to see, God, I've gotten to see so much from. Inside Out at Big Loud For how long I've been there and Yeah that's true How many things go And come and go And like Um Sometimes I feel like I get a Seat at the faculty table Like Like just sitting there Late at night with Joey Listening to your demos And shit And Scheming Yeah this could be an artist And like Just The fact all of us Just had a thought And a dream And here we are Like uh-huh. getting ready To go play in a stadium As friends Is insane dude yeah. I don't take a minute Of it for granted And uh the grind is right, because like <clears throat> I'm thinking it was three, four years ago. I'm on a van with Delaney, my puppy dog blue, and like a quasi tour manager to open for Mason Ramsey. That, Jordan? Yeah. No, Jordan was Mason's tour manager. My uh, mine what? was mine was, yeah, that's a, J- The first time I met Jordan was he uh, was TMing for Mason Ramsey. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go, go on. No, so it's just like. Done come a long way. When we were doing, playing Rupp Arena before Morgan, I was pulling up in my F-150 with yeah. my band and the drums you in the back. You went to a few
0: shows in, in your
1: truck. Most of them. That was fun. Like, those festi- outdoor festivals were fun pulling up in the truck. Um, man, yeah.
0: Those, like, you got to, you know, the grind thing is so humbling. And so, even when you get a bus, but you hit that, those couple of years of, like, uh, you know, a month gone and, like, you know 17 shows in three weeks and like yeah. man that's that stuff is so like necessary i feel like and not everybody goes through it and that's fine but it's just there's something about grinding and then it just makes you appreciate everything so 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 much more i don't oh. know what it is about it but it just like even like life and so, i don't know what it is but just something about going through that process makes me feel like I don't even know. Like everything's all
1: right. I don't know. I don't know. No, how the see, I goes mean, together, even but. being even being here, like me and Delaney were just talking about, like, oh, you get to see the world. That's what my parents are. You get to see it. it's like, no, I get to see the parking lot behind a venue, and Delaney's like, I could just be in my backyard hanging out with my chickens right now. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it is such a juxta because you you get the you get exactly what you asked for. Yeah, and you you don't uh, you don't think about some of the things you just got to sacrifice for. But in the grand scheme of life, this is like a really short flash of time, and we just got to get all we can. That's
0: where I'm at, man.
1: That's how I feel, too. Let's talk a little bit about Epic Western. They make the canned tequila cocktails just like you'd mix them at home. We got the tour bus loaded up, and I'm packing them in my golf bag for sure, and I'm drinking Epic Western all summer long. 100% blue agave tequila, 100% made and canned in Mexico. They serve up a ranch water, a skinny marg, a paloma, and they just dropped my personal favorite. Spicy Mark, big spicy Mark guy. You can get these all over the Southeast and West. They're backed by an Epic team of fishing guides, golfers, athletes like myself, and even the founders of Yeti head over to epicwestern.com to learn more and find them near you. Get Western responsibly.
0: Dude, this year I had a, I don't know what it was and nothing. It wasn't a particular moment, but my, uh, my brain chemistry has just, like, changed and, like... The Illuminati. <laughs> it happened. Like happens. I said, I <laughs> fell asleep and then I woke up a different person. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh... Started drinking chromosomes or something. What is it called? Peptides. <laughs> yeah, peptides. I started doing peptides. Start
0: um, <laughs> But no, man, I fought, I fought some of that stuff for so long, like... Like, having anxiety going out or, like, just i don't know like all the social media stuff (laughs) quote-unquote pressure and um being gone and i looked at a lot of that stuff for the for from 2018 until sometime in early 2023 as like whatever the opposite of a privilege or opportunity is Mm -hmm. and um felt burdened by yeah 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 by the blessing and and it was like being gone just felt like i was away from home as opposed to the opportunity to travel and you know what i mean and right something has just switched this year and i've just been like the most grateful and like i don't know i just have i feel like i've truly like figured it out and i'm happy to meet my fans and i don't freak out when i if i go somewhere like we're probably going to tonight like out in public and I know there's going to be a million people and I just treat I've been treating it all like a, a blessing and like thinking like man when I'm like 85 or 65 75 huh? I think, boy, yeah. I'm
1: 85 I'm going to be dust
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't want to look back I just and i con- it's like constantly in my head now like I don't want to look back and be like man you didn't go to this or you didn't do that because you were like freaked out that too many people are going to know who you are, or just something like that. And I just kind of finally got to a point where I'm like, fuck that dude. Like, yeah, let's go have fun. And the anxiety is
1: real though. Anxiety. yeah, and, it definitely and is. It is real. And it's like social anxiety and it can be crippling. And I deal with it sometimes too, which is hilarious because, you know, most people probably see me, know me, think I do love being alive at the party and you know, the happy yeah. energetic guy, but it's like, I also really like those are controlled settings where I'd, and then sometimes I, <laughs> where you can leave. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Um, and so, but you're right though. The, that perspective is, is a great way to be. And I think, I, I think I've kind of been having that wake up call too lately. And, and the adjustment is natural because you go from nobody knowing who you are ever. And you're around it all the time too. Like we've both been the guy in the shadows before. And, uh, not the attention's not on you, and then yeah. as soon as it does, it's like it's jumping in freezing cold water for a second, so the adjustment has to happen, yeah, um, I don't know, I think it's cool, bro, I think the your whole aura has gone it has transcended a lot of the rooms you're still having to play in, which which the crowd is gonna love because you feel bigger than the stage you're on, and god dude i'm I'm just so lucky I get to see you and Mo play every night. Like my stage confidence <laughs> and how I move on stage is we all just, I'm like, damn, Hardy up there moving. Dude, that's, I, that's I a real move. thing.
0: Like I, I got my, like I, I watched FGL. Sh- uh, sh- God, man. How, how many mm. times
1: did we see FGL show? Dude, like? like, I don't A hundred. Great show. By Maybe? the way, Florida Georgia line concert. Yeah, it was awesome. The most they nostalgic. Anytime I hear an FGO, anyway, sorry. No, you're, I mean, uh, probably 90
0: to 100 shows. And then after that, immediately I signed my deal and I went on tour with Morgan and I watched him every night. And just kind of what you're saying, like I learned how to perform literally from that, Mm -hmm. just that, and then kind of figuring out my own little quirks and stuff. But like, it's just, it's cool to be able to watch your friends play and but also learn something even if you don't realize that you're learning something from them, you know? Bro, your little hunched
1: over zombie walk that you've added to the added to, Oh yeah, dude. dude. That's the My hardest. gorilla walk. Oh, yeah, one no, you could <laughs> just let it ring? <laughs> <him>. <laughs> you look like, like you're about to pick up a keg and start throwing it like King, like, <laughs> I <call it> like, <laughs> like Donkey Kong, dude. Donkey Kong, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throw a barrel,
0: throw barrel down the ground. Throw. Yeah,
1: so that's funny. Awesome, Oh man, um, what else? Did He's y'all get good. your goats yet? They're they've been ordered. Yeah, we got three goats. We got a, the goat barn arriving on Tuesday morning. Okay. Um the pen, How do you deliver a barn? I'm about to Is find it out. It's an eight by ten. So okay. it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's a goat barn. So like think of it like a lawnmower shed type. Yeah. Um the goats should be in. I think the following week we get th- we're getting three goats. And then Delaney knows I think we're gonna end up with seven goats. Oh my god. By I know for a fact we're picking up and you're gonna Austin, you will be there because there has to be footage. On our way back from California, instead of flying, uh, Delaney and I are taking this bus through Albuquerque and picking up three more goats. You're fucking kidding. And then gonna drive whatever eighteen hours.
0: Is there something special about these goats? Like why they
1: fucking better be. <laughs> <laughs> That's kinda what I mean. They, they better be or
0: something um (laughs) i'm just kidding are y'all getting any fainting goats
1: (laughs) (laughs) we'll see (laughs) 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 depends oh god and we're back just be in earnest we're coming for that ass (laughs) um no no fainting goats delaney had delaney had fainting goats growing up and uh Matt, her brother, I think took advantage of that too much and <laughs> just <them laughs> done things are hardly ever on their feet. Bro, it's
0: crazy. Like, do you have goats growing up? No,
1: uh-uh, no, no, but you killed about anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, if we would, yeah. Okay. That was oh, another okay. thing. It does, does hunting deer count as your sacrifice, like an animal sacrifice for the Illuminati? <laughs> no, it had to be. Um, gotta be more hands-on it's actually
0: bird blood bird blood which is pretty hard to mocking bird and crow and then you said too much man all right
1: yeah if if, uh if i come up missing (laughs) refer back to this little part of the podcast um
0: (laughs) here how about in 10 years this is gonna be people are gonna be like oh
1: Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, the he said they had to go re-viral with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hardy Hardy joins Illuminati. <laughs> Knew it all along. What would the redneck version name of Illuminati be? Oh, um. Hill Illuminati, Hill Billy, Hill Illuminati, <laughs> Hill Illuminati. That's that's pretty good. That's about as good that's, as I'm gonna That get is on it. that is good. That's better than anything I got. Um, that's so fire, dog. I'm. I'm so kicking the dust off of even doing a podcast right now. You want to? You want to flip it the script and I'll be your practice hosting your own podcast. Yeah, gosh, dude, i I here. I'll, I'm just gonna walk in. Oh, okay, right cool. Here.
0: All right, welcome to just being hearty uh, today. What's we've up, got dude? Ernest. What's up, bro? How's it
1: going? How you doing? Good,
0: bro. Good All right, so is fire. tell me about your. <laughs> My bus is fired. Thanks, bro. (laughs) Tell me about your uh, high school experience. What kind of kid were you? Mm,
1: A lot. I figured. I was was like a different one each year, I feel like. Um, Sports. Baseball was number one, always. Uh, I was the kid that showed up holding the... I brought a guitar to school a lot and just sat in the hallway. Like We'd get there at 7.15 and I'd just make up songs. That's cool. Um, junior and senior year, I was probably, uh, that was probably having fun with Xanax before school started. Jesus. Um, well, ah, man. Yeah. That was like, I'm looking, looking back now. Cause like I'm pretty chilled out compared to junior and senior year of high school. Me for I, sure. I think, and I don't, don't take this the wrong way. I think you've chilled out since I met you too. I've chilled out since the last time we did a podcast. Yeah. A hundred percent. Remember you were like, you need chill out drinking sometimes. Did I tell you that? Yeah. I made you tell me one thing that annoyed you. Oh, man. I, I and you didn't want to do it. No, I'm glad, bro. It's fucking... I don't drink like I did in a, in a fucking writing room. Right. Dude, I hated that you made me do that. I know, but I loved that I did it <laughs> because you're honest and you can't help it. Uh, I hate that shit. Though, I dudes. love it, though. That's what, I love you for that. But Thank that's you. what i So I definitely have chilled out. Um, I'm stoned right now. <laughs> that's different, though. Totally. <laughs> yeah. That's just to we But, man, we're, we're, all, we're all freaking... Growing up at an alarming rate. And like we were saying, you kind of got to. Uh, Dude,
0: think about all the guys, all the artists that are sober. Yeah. Like, there's more than people think. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't know if people, I I don't know how many people have like announced it or whatever, but there's a lot of people, a lot of artists that don't drink anymore because they
1: just, they got burnt out on it. It's a tough one. It's a tough thing to sustain. When you're not, you're already not going to be getting much sleep at yeah. least four nights a week, you know? And if you want to drink all day, you can drink all day. Yeah. Every, yeah. Like you can just wake up and drink all day if you and want. And some people do. And yeah. Whatever, and whatever. And I've own. done it. And I, <laughs> Same. And I might do it again sometime for an afternoon or two. But <laughs> I, you know, I might bend one off, but. <laughs> adventure is calling when it's time to fill up your cooler or hit the road. Mapco is your one stop that will fuel your adventure all summer long. This summer, they are keeping you cool with drink offers, like buy two select products and get 15 cents off per gallon, and it stacks up. It's easy to stack the discounts and even get a dollar off per gallon. They also have weekly giveaways for free fuel and products for a year. Head to MapGoRewards.com to sign up for my rewards, where all of your purchases add up to even more savings and start getting your fuel discounts on your next adventures.
0: I've chilled out a ton and I swapped to tequila. So when I do drink, I'm not like, I'm not really hungover the next time. Still maybe a little bit sometimes, but not, is that,
1: what, not that much.
0: Do you act different
1: on tequila than you do on whiskey? I don't think so, man.
0: I I feel like, okay, I actually, yeah, because I feel like when I drank whiskey, but dude, I would drink, I would drink at an hour before the show is when I would start drinking and I would fill my cup up with ice and then I would fill it to the brim. It would be like a quadruple. like with whiskey? With and whiskey. you just be
1: drinking it through the whole and set. And then I
0: would do, I would drink one of those before the show and then I would make another one and I would take a couple of shots backstage and then one side stage right before we go on. And I was basically hammered before every show. And then something about, and then I would drink on stage and there's something ironically about ad- adrenaline that maybe I'm different, but, when i get off stage like you're so you're you, you're sober no the opposite for oh, me really? dude, like my adrenaline during the show it kicks in and then w- when i get on the bus and like 30 minutes goes by and it wears off i'm like tired sloppy you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. and uh i just i got to a point where i was like man i i did a couple of sober shows and you you did that too yeah yeah, yeah. and i just felt so in control and i was so much more well spoken
1: and dude dude you have vocal control like I, it's hard for me to drink during a set, anyways. Like if I go back to the drum set, i will definitely drinking water because yeah. my voice is dried or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I really I enjoy whatever we're doing now more than whatever we used to do. Me too. It, but the thing is, I, I appreciate those times. Like at, we, oh my I mean, god, some of the some great
0: memories. Yeah, and it was probably four years of of that, and um, <laughs> which there's not that much, but I just. I'm over it, dude. <clears throat> yeah, it's fun, and it was super fun. But I'm, I, I, I truly, I still, I still drink, and I still like to party and hang out with people. But I would, I've, it kind of goes with that same headspace I was talking about. But like treating this like a job, you know what I mean? And like, absolutely, not being such a shithead. This is an opportunity. It's an opportunity that people kill for. Yeah, and like yeah. just not ruining it, or or people, man, people that came. Guarantee you, there's people here from fucking London tonight. Like you just don't know, Mm -hmm. and like just thinking about like get you know, be be there for them. You know what I mean, and be present for them, and Mm -hmm. don't be a a drunk, sloppy asshole and slurring your words or forgetting lyrics and stuff because you had a little too much to drink.
1: Amen. Yeah, dude, I've seen the second verse twice, a couple times. Yeah, let's talk about that, dude. What's your biggest? What's your biggest
0: show like debacle or like fuck up of some kind?
1: Mm. Yeah, On, I would say there's been a couple times, not a lot, but a couple times where I literally started, did it with you. This was like, I haven't done it this year, but last year I started, did it with you by singing the second verse first. Mm, and okay. so uh, in my mind, I'm up here thinking while I'm singing, I know, I, I know what I've done halfway through, but it's too late. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to sing the first verse second. And then Muscle Memory kicked in, and I sang the second verse <laughs> second. So I just damn near repeated the whole thing. Do you think people notice? Some people. Like,
0: sh- sure, yeah. I'm not most people. And I don't mean that as in, like, obviously the fans, but do you think people picked up that it was a mistake? Like, even the fans? Were they just kind of like, oh,
1: well, he's doing the second verse? I'm sure in every concert there's, like, some capable fans that are also like do what we do yeah. to some extent or or even watch especially in Nashville watching judging your ass just waiting for some shit like that oh, to no. happen dog
0: Nashville here's shows.
1: the Nashville show stance
0: Hundred <laughs> it's like does <duh>, <laughs> especially like industry related shows I did a couple of those uh, and man there was one and you know we come in hot with our set and all that and it's just when you know everybody in the crowd, it's just honestly horrible, yeah, dude. Yeah. Cause everybody's, they're giving you nothing. Yeah. Cause mm. it's Nashville. It's like there it's, it's kind of like in this weird way. And this is no knock to people like, but they have too much pride because everybody knows everybody to like, let loose and just be a fan. You know what I mean? Right. That's yeah. Totally. Everybody's looking at each other. Like, I'm not going to go up there and you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to be the that. only
1: one. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- there's another another thing that happened on the road last year. I almost spit into the microphone, dude. I've I'm, done that and you talking to your cup. <laughs> <laughs> I literally almost did that. Uh, yeah, I've done that. Um, last year we had a tech problem, and all of our like tracks just no tracks were not working. It was a headline show. I think it was making maybe. But I did. 50 minutes on just acoustic guitar. Thank God. Oh, no way. And was and it Crazy Bull?
0: That's a been. club in
1: making. It's a long, like, shotgun room. I think it was. That's funny. I was, I've, I've and uh, they'll remind me exactly where it was. I, it was on that run for sure. But yeah, dude, I had, had to do 50 minutes acoustic, which thank God I can. If yeah. I was just like not able to do that, then we'd have been up shit's creek.
0: Yeah. It's but, cool because sometimes those, those create. Moments. It was. You know? It was
1: awesome. Yeah, I, you and me and other guys like us who are, are just songwriters. That I love a bar stool and a guitar yeah. and a microphone and like. Totally. I'm not on a click track. You, I like. I like when you play um, "Sand in My Boots." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just songs that you can actually own a little bit when when you got you the way you wrote it. Yeah, that's true.
0: I want to do that in the fall. Um, I'm bringing out. You know, Laney's big moment will be Wait in the Truck, but I was trying to think of something cool for Dylan Marlowe, and he's such a good songwriter. Um, I was thinking about doing the thing, FGL, I kind of stole it from stealing it from FGL, but back in the day when they had Jaron, uh, Cole Swindell, and somebody else, maybe, but I think the three of them just sat on bar stools in the middle of FGL set and played hits that they wrote. Oh, I love that. In the middle. And I think that'd be cool to do with Dylan. Cause he's got the John Party song and I don't know if he's got anything else out, but, I he might steal might, but he's that got one so many good too. songs. That's
1: great, I, yeah.
0: I love a, bull. just take a break and treat it like a
1: writer's round, man. Those were fun. Like playing writer's rounds back in the day was, was super cool. No, we're going to do the same. My band, uh, God, the Tippler, Yeah, dude, the Tipler, damn, uh, where else did we play? Riders rounds at there on a uh, on Bellcourt taps. Oh my god! You dude. remember the Bellcourt tap nights? Uh, listening room, obviously.
0: Dude, I remember playing around at Bellcourt one time, and I believe it was myself. I mean, this was twenty like fifteen, dude. Uh, Ingrid Andres, Jordan Davis, and like one other person that that now has a
1: record deal and like has songs on
0: the radio, which is so crazy to think about.
1: That's where you you just never know in Nashville. Yeah. Which is cool. You never know and all four people on the barstools up there are gonna end up having record deals. Yeah, that's, true. that's insane. Um what I was gonna say, dude, what we're doing, so you know how I did those um like the junkyard sessions we did like broke down in Yeah, 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 lot? yeah, yeah. So we just shot six more of those videos at the Opry House. Mm. Around the circle. I'm going to call them the circle sessions. That's super cool. But I want to take that set up on my headline tour. I want to get a, a replica of the circle made. And at one point my set, bring it out. And we kind of unplug around the circle and That's great. play like six songs. That's a great idea. That way. That's, Slow dancing in a burning room included.
0: Oh my God, dude. We covered that. People would lose their mind. That's really cool. You've already done that?
1: Yeah. That's super cool. We're going to pull it out one night on road here. Um. Man, I'm, uh, it's really hot. You jump, it is hot. Are you a John Mayer fan? I can turn the shit on. I mean, no, nah, just...
0: if it's going to screw it up, Let's I listen. shouldn't have worn a hoodie. That was my bad. You ain't wearing a shirt under there, are you?
1: Uh-uh. <laughs> I ain't doing it neither. <laughs> what are the odds? One in a hundred. Count to three. Is that too loud? It's going to be too loud? Yeah. All right. Count to three. 91. 28. Oh, thank God. Oh, hey, I would have done tarts off with you too. I would have done it. We'll do it one day. Okay. when I get,
0: we've been hitting the gym. You've been longer than I am, but maybe this summer, sometime we'll be we'll be looking good enough. We'll do yeah, shirts. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: we'll we'll spare you all that. My mom asked me why she said, Why'd you take your shirt off in in Australia? I said they at they told me. <laughs> he said to Warren do it. Ziders did it, dude. <laughs> God, that was so awesome. I think I said Ziders on accident too.
0: Oh yeah, you did. And
1: Warren Ziders took his shirt off. That's funny. That's like a South Park character, dude. <laughs>
0: Remember that? He's like, he gets out there and he shits his britches. <laughs> um, dude, I was going to tell a story. My, uh, and I think you know the story, but we were playing country concert, um, which is in Fort Laramie, Ohio. And it's like, have you done that yet? Dude, it's the crowd is enormous. It's like, 30, yes, 40,000 people. Yes. And this was a couple of years ago. I was a little hungover hadn't eaten and we had the one of the day slots because after us was chase rice and then after him i think he was direct for maybe eric church or something like that and we go into boots and we're killing it dude like the crowd is loving us like it's super cool it's our first time playing that festival and the headbang part of boots i just i was so jacked up that i just we headbang super hard and i was like squatting you know doing the thing and when i came up all of my oxygen had had Wherever it goes to make you pass out, that it went there. And dude, my my vision went to like a pinpoint, and I could feel—I swear to—I g- could feel myself like leaving my body. And I, dude, I like went into. Did you think a, you were dying for a half second? I, I just thought I was about to faint in front of forty thousand people, and I truly, like, truly thought I was going to faint. And dude, I went into a full blown panic attack on stage Ooh. and I had to keep it like I, I i didn't let it show. But So you came,
1: to, you didn't faint and you came back.
0: I came back. I, I remember coming back and I was so disoriented that I couldn't even sing. I woke up in my, after the breakdown, I just kind of like mumbled words. And then I finally kind of got back to normal, but dude, I just, for some reason it instilled like this weird fight or flight. Like I, I, Panicked, and I did the whole rest of the set completely panicking inside my brain. It was so crazy, and then,
1: oh my god, for like
0: ten shows in a row. After that, every single time the um the our pre show music came on, and my my ears are in, and like everything's we're about to go on stage, I started panicking for like ten for like two weeks, dude. And I couldn't snap out of it, and it, dude, it was horrible. So every show for like two weeks. Uh and we had played some really big shows. Faster Horses was one of them.
1: Yeah, that was a great show too. And
0: and I just freaking I you would never know it, but I was up there freaking Having the fuck out. Attack. And then I played my county fair at my hometown. And uh I was still in the middle of that. And I uh I was on my bus getting ready. And I just kind of looked in the mirror, and I just kind of had a moment where I was just like, "You're not going to do it tonight. Like, you cannot let yourself do it." And sure enough, that that broke it that night. Like, I went out there, and I had a great time, and no zero panic, and it just it like broke the sp- the spell or whatever. But dude, it was the weirdest mental. I was the I had power the of yips. the mind is insane yeah. both
1: ways. Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, that's yeah. You had the yips. I literally
0: had the yips, dude.
1: That's a whole I other couldn't conversation. Yeah, weird. I know. Um, Speaking of mirrors, we ain't talked about have we talked about the ghost story on my, on this podcast, or we just talked about it off the podcast? I don't
0: know. I don't think so.
1: I, I want there's like a segue here, and I might st- I might back up and start with your love for arrowheads. Yeah, when did that start? Um, it started I love your love for arrowheads. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's badass i
0: It was actually I was in college. And, you know, growing up my whole life, like, you'd go to church and be like, oh, Randy found an Arrowhead today. It was pretty cool. And bring it to church. Or My grandpa found one and gave it to me. And, like, people just kind of find them walking around in the woods, whatever it is. And um, my buddy in college, Clay, who I'm still friends with today, one spring break, he was, like, coming up on spring break, he was like, man, I got a cousin in uh east Tennessee that that finds arrowheads and he kind of digs around for them and knows where to look and I was like, Really? Is that a thing? And he was like, Yeah. And uh he was like, You got hunting property in Mississippi, right? And I was like, Yeah. And he was like, dude, instead of, you know, going to the beach or whatever, he was like, we ought to go down there for a week and just poke around and see if we can find some arrowheads. And I was like, All right, cool. I was like, I I know all that property like the back of my hand and I've never found anything, but it's worth a shot. So um sure enough we went down there and we started walking this ditch that I swear to God is not as wide as this bus. Just a small ditch, but it's got a hard clay bottom. So it like, you know, when there's like a few handful of rocks and stuff here and there. And we turned this corner and we started walking this bank and he leaned over and he picked up an arrowhead and, and we were freaking out and it, cause it was just like, Holy shit. I can't believe this is here. And I've been hunting this place my whole life. And then, so we freaked out. It was super cool. And the next morning we went back and I remember sticking my hand in a, in a, in a, like a big old pile of clay and just scooping it out. And right on the top was this perfect arrowhead. And that was the first one I ever found. And after that, we found a few more there. And then somebody tipped us off that one of his hunting properties that they had built, they had turned a bunch of dirt and built a big road and they said, we've been finding some people found a couple there and do we walked it and we found like 13 in, in one day. And then I was just hooked. Oh I was just hooked. And then I found, kind of figured out where to find them in Nashville and all that. And I've just been hooked ever since I've got, I've found hundreds of them now. I feel like looking for them is a skill. Cause I've never found one in my life. Dude, You have to know, you definitely, when you get out there, like have to know what you're looking for. Cause I've taken buddies before that have like stepped on one and they just didn't know what they were looking for. And you just, they walk right past it, and you're like, dude, you missed it. And Look, it wasn't a there. poisonous snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so with the ghost story, we, Hunter Phelps, who's a big songwriter. Shout out, Hunter. He's awesome. He and I got in a little groove where we were taking my John boat or his boat and going on the Cumberland River and looking for arrowheads. And this particular time, the river had been flooded for, like, God, months and months over the winter and we you can watch the 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 elevation chart on online and it finally dropped to where you could like walk the banks and look and we were like man it's been high for so long and when that water's running it's just carving dirt off of those banks like constantly and so which exposes the dirt which brings arrowheads out and all that kind of stuff so we get to this one spot And I parked the boat in the middle of this bank. And it's, you know, you go about 150 yards this way and 150 yards that way. And we basically flipped a coin. Hunter goes this way and I go this way. Well, I found a really good arrowhead down here and he's down here and it's almost dark. And we meet back at the boat and he's like, dude, you got to come see this. And so I walk over to his side and there's a, there's a, a stretch of the bank. That's probably like the size of like the wall in this bus. Like You know, whatever this six or eight feet—that's just the dirt. It's regular dirt all around it, but this one stretch is just like black, like gray, dirt. And out of the dirt is pouring like shells, broken arrowheads, like flint, um, like animal bones, like small, just like raccoon bones. And we could just tell it was an old campsite that had just been exposed because it was brand brand new. So we start poking around, and we found some arrowheads, and uh, and then. I, I went home and put him in my case. And uh, I mean, I don't even know where to start, but we, after that, I I don't, it had to do with something, it had to do with that spot. And I don't think it was like a particular arrowhead, but I, man, something. You don't think, you don't think it was a particular arrowhead? I, it could have, it very well could have been. I don't know. think it came know. back on your shirt or something? I came back, it came back in the boat with me, rode yeah. in my truck. Dude, yeah. <laughs> it started out for, for like a, a couple of weeks no, like a, really a few days after, my truck alarm would just go off in the middle of the night. And it just kept going off. I didn't know that. And uh, and I lived out in the middle of nowhere in, in the country. And so I would jump up out of bed in the middle of the night and run down there and just turn the alarm off. And then the next night it would do it again. It did it around the same time, every single night. And then uh, Callie oh. and I hung a big mirror. In our guest bedroom, and she's super. She's even more meticulous than I am when it comes to you know furniture, decorating, all that kind of stuff. So we spend ten, fifteen.
1: bruh no, oh, no way. You take your ass somewhere else. <laughs> no, I got a, I got a wife back here. That's night. crazy. <laughs> that is crazy, dude. Oh. Holy shit. No,
0: dude. Hell no. <laughs> Super gnaw. Super
1: gnaw. <laughs> no. Hi, I'm Doug. Doug who? Doug super gnaw. No. Jesus. Christ. Anyway, holy so, shit. So, was this a brand new mirror, too? Brand, we
0: ordered it online. We yeah. hung the mirror, freaking eyeballed this mirror for, like, 20 minutes to get it perfectly centered, and then the next morning, we woke up, and there was a big old scratch right across the front of the mirror, and uh, oh. I, when I tell you, like, we I, we looked at it, I mean, and then you, we went in down there the next day, and it was undeniable. And then, after that, I would start waking up in the middle of the night, and like my bedroom lights were on, lamps were on, like the downstairs lights were on, and it was an A-frame house, so like every light in the house had to be off for the for it to be dark to sleep. So I, there's and I you know I wouldn't have left them on. Sure. And then uh, one morning I got up when uh, my windows were open. One morning I got up Your windows were open. The house windows were open? Yeah. Like, the just, specifically the ones behind the sink kept opening up every single morning. And then uh, one morning I got up and my all of my countertop appliances
1: had been unplugged. What like, are you thinking when you see your... Or like, are you like, oh, this is a ghost? Or do you think you're being mm, burglarized?
0: No, there was no way. And the reason is because my house and you went to it. Yeah, I know. I had this... I lived in this cabin that my driveway was a mile long that you go into the woods and nobody would be coming up there to dude. No, they wouldn't even, you have to go through a little gate to even get there. The house is completely hidden, like completely hidden. So I knew something was going on and then, uh, yeah, the countertop thing. And then I'm trying to think, uh, one night Callie and I were watching Yellowstone and we heard something downstairs. And, uh, the next morning I went down there and our, one of our chairs from our kitchen table had been just like thrown across the not thrown but like scooted like 6 or 8 feet across the room sitting in the middle of our um uh living room and then uh th- okay so then that's that was when Callie quit staying with me she was like this is freaky i'm not i'm not staying with you cuz that was before we lived together we should have put up the
1: damn camera in there
0: you know, I should have honestly, in hindsight, I should have done something like because yeah. I definitely would have caused something. You would have something. something. But then the 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 pinnacle of it was I. So, I started waking up, and I, I cannot make this up, dude. I, I started waking up two fifty nine, three a. m. or three o one every night for a week, every single night for a week, and I never do that, dude. And I think. I think that I figured it out I believe that something Would make a noise And it would wake me up I just don't remember Hearing the noise And One night I woke up And At three in the morning It was like the seven Which night. is the devil's hour it's Yeah, the witching hour It is That's what people say <clears throat> I cannot make this up I woke up My heart was beating A thousand miles an hour Like Un uh, Warranted Or un, Like I didn't You know I woke up like that
1: Yeah
0: And I got I I flipped my lamp on and I got on the edge of my bed and I just sat on the edge of my bed and just like took a couple deep breaths. And when I stood up out of the bed, something jumped from my like A-frame kind of balcony and it's a cabin so it's creaky it's Rail loud, and Railing, you can
1: look over down exactly, into the kitchen
0: to the fucking ground and ran through my house and I jumped up and I grabbed my gun and I I crept downstairs and I swept my whole house not a door had been open I checked every corner and there was nothing in my house and that's when I was like whatever this thing is it's got to go It was as if it was sitting it was so specific that before the jump, I heard the rail creak as if you put pressure on it and then jump, you know what I mean? It just went like, boom, and then just footsteps running through the house. And so after that, Callie was like, we got to oh we God. gotta get rid of this thing. So we say, we bought some sage, and this sounds bananas, and, and we looked it up, and we saged every corner of our house, like yeah. every corner, and every all the doorway, windows, open all the doors. opened all the windows and the doors, and I felt like an idiot, but I just was like, you got to get out of here. Like it's time for you to leave. Yeah. Like no more. And dude, we never had a problem after
1: that. It was crazy. It's the craziest that, thing. That, dude. That's some like poltergeist shit, bro. That's insane. Yeah. And okay, that's a dark. That's a dark ghost, dude.
0: The craziest thing about the whole thing is I, we didn't tell anybody about this, and then I finally told Hunter about it. And Hunter was like, when was this? And I was like, uh, in like, the second week of June was when all the crazy was going on. Was he and, having shit going on He too? lived in a regular townhouse in Bellevue at the time. And he was like, dude, you're not going to believe this. He was like, one night I woke up and, uh, and right after I woke up, I heard a thud downstairs. And I thought it was our dog. But he said, my dog started barking and she was laying in the bed or she was bes- like in the bedroom with him. And he was like, that was weird. And the next morning, dude... He goes downstairs and his arrowhead case had been unlatched and like slightly like opened up. And he, and he was like, that's the only thing that happened. But he was like, dude, I, I, that thing sits up on the mantle. It's always shut. And hunters are very particular, like. Yeah, right. right. And, uh, he was like, dude, I heard that. And he was like, man, that was really weird. And my dog has never barked, blah, blah, blah. And he goes down there and in his case, the light, you have to open the latch and open it. And he said it was, it was latched and opened up.
1: Crazy, dude. It's the the Native American and spirit world shit because they were they were tapped dog. in, they were tapped in. Yeah, big time. Ooh, Pretty they, wild, man. Was that like your first was that your first
0: experience? Like did you have any of that when you were a kid? No. Not that. but I but we we had a, a family in my t- hometown um that apparently had a ghost or a demon in their house and I remember a long time ago um the woman say she had to tell it to leave, but this woman would say that she would be cooking in the kitchen and she would feel like a shadow, like a standing behind her and that she would just be like, good morning. Like we're just cooking breakfast. And I remember that. It's mm, pretty crazy. Just at least
1: having that, knowing that that can happen. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, dude, it's hard. That's a hard thing for people to not believe. You know, it's like, it is just an unexplainable thing to a, to a certain extent, but it's like, these things happen for sure. Big loud. The building was haunted. You know yeah. that. Yeah. I've heard people
0: would like crash there if they were like too drunk to drive home and stuff, stay upstairs and the door slamming
1: door slam. Candles get lit. Oh, uh, I think the final straw was right before they sold dude, sold the building. I guess it. Uh, whoever owned it curb. Maybe I know that Garth Brooks signed his record deal where I used to do the podcast. Yeah. Um, But whoever where Seth's, Old office was on the second floor there, right above the parking lot. Yep. Um, So that was like whoever's main office. They go out into the parking lot like two in the morning, get into their car. They had turned off the lights, saw that. Computer was off. Uh, He gets out to the parking lot. His office light and computer light turns on. And he's like, that was like the final straw. And then Craig had it exercised when he bought it. He had like. Oh, Really? Yeah, uh, Ghost Hunters I think that's the TV show, right? Yeah, they wanted so. they wanted to do an episode at 11-11 but you gotta go two owners back and they couldn't get to the first owner, the original Really? The, yeah, they couldn't get a hold of the family to approve uh, the show doing it, but yeah, he had it exercised by like a Catholic priest Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: corn man, which is now corn <laughs> It's just it's the word Catholic priest these days.
1: Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Everybody hey, hey, leave him. Uh, Shit, you got to put a fucking... I was about to say put a colon between them two words. <laughs> not a colon, dude. No, please, Semicolon. <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. Oh. <laughs> hey. Anywho. What do you never put between Catholic and a priest? <laughs> a colon. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Lord, I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> ghosts, man. Cornman. Cornman was haunted. Cornman was Chip haunted. Kip Moore used to live
0: in the like crow's nest of Cornman and said that one night he was sleeping and he heard In his room, the sound of a piano being dropped from the ceiling to the floor said when he heard it, like he heard the keys and he said it was the light, like
1: the whole house shook. If you ever run into him, ask him about it. Okay. I, I would piss myself, dude. I Um, know that stuff. I know it happens. I know it happens. There's just got to be a way to explain it. I tell everybody we didn't know radio
0: waves existed till like roughly a hundred years ago, 150 years ago. Yeah. Like, you just don't know what's what happening. kind of thing it is that you
1: just can't see. You know what I mean? There's so many different planes yeah. happening. Yeah, that's a ph- philosophical conversation. How how are we doing on time, Austin? We only had like an hour and 50 of a bat, of a chip in here. Oh, sick. We're not going to eat up another hour. I love you. Cool. I just don't see this going on. No, have you eaten yet? Uh-uh. I gotta get I'm
0: saving mine though. Callie and them are, you know, she's got her whole squad out here, so I'm probably gonna go eat with them.
1: I got dude, have you done athletic greens? Yeah, I got some on my bus. Every morning, dude. I love I throw banana ice, athletic greens. What's the what's the benefit of that? No idea. Hell if I know. It's the greenest thing. Well, it's not the greenest thing I'll do all day, but it's the (laughs) it's the most vegetables I'm gonna eat, period. And I feel I feel like I feel like if I can drink one of those in the morning. I can wait till like 1230 or one to eat a decent lunch. Yeah. And then at that point I'm like, well, I've had a overdose of vegetables Yeah, and a decent lunch. And then it's like, I'm, I don't normally eat after like 730 PM. I'm trying to like, do you really
0: not? I mean, that's, that's the way to go, dude.
1: That's what I'm trying to do. My post-show food ideally is like a protein shake now.
0: That's good. If you can just get over the, like that you want something good. And then like, Quickly, just eat something healthy so your stomach's full and you don't have to worry about it. That's the best.
1: Yeah, it's just the munchies are so real,
0: dude. I know. I haven't I haven't smoked in a while, and, and but when I do, it's I'm I'm like just digging through drawers. I never thought I'd dig in looking for sunflower seeds or
1: something. Shit, the, the good old the good old pill search drawer flip. Fucking <laughs> going through going through Nana's drawers. Um. What uh? What else? A couple things. Let's see. Oh, yeah, dude. Australia was dope, but are you pumped to be back in America playing shows? Yeah. I love Australia. That The people, y'all rock. I, I don't think that we knew going in there that y'all Australians aren't allowed to stand up for the most part at your shows. <laughs> yeah, that was not a thing. I thought it was just one big, you know. Sit fest. Yeah, I felt like it was a high school uh yeah, that, that part was a little sometimes. tough to get
0: over, especially for our set, because it's so high you energy. You come out and, so-
1: Yeah, and,
0: and <laughs> people, they just, it's in their culture, I think, just to sit and enjoy the show. Which and they sp- did. Yeah, they did. They, they did enjoy it. And you helped me with a little perspective on that, because... It was it, no disrespect. No, no, I, not at yeah. all. I, I literally... Yeah, you you helped me with that, because I was... The, after the first night, candidly, after the first night of Sydney, I was like, well, that was horrible. That crowd was brutal, and you were like, dude, we're in Australia. yeah like chill out that
1: helped a (laughs) lot for sure yeah well but dude but getting back dude the southeast like where we're at right now tonight's gonna be lit i don't even know what tonight's gonna be be like you're in home turf yeah it's my home state yeah home turf you got how many people here how many guests probably total between
0: me and cali like 40 or 50 (sighs) it's a big one for sure it's gonna be sick bro dude i'm
1: so stoked um yeah, man, we'll wrap this. I I'm breaking back into the podcast thing. This is. Uh, I'm so
0: glad I've listened to every
1: single one of them, dude. You're you're a podcast guy. Yeah, I love that. We both love Crystalia. I love Crystalia. Shout, shout out Crystalia. Shout out Theo Vaughn. That's a bitch. Love Theo. <laughs> Theo, I'm ready. I'm ready uh, for this past weekend, whenever. Bert, I can do it too, bro. I want to meet Bert so bad. Bert's and Bert's oh. doing the run we just did. He's
0: Auckland, Australia, oh, really? right now. Yeah. dude. I'm going to um. Uh, the beer. I, I'm not gonna give a bunch of details, but the beer Olympics in June. Yes. I'm I'm gonna be there. know that It's gonna be there.
1: I hear there's there's athletes, comedians, and artists. And uh, I asked, I said, which one do you want me to be on? Hey, <laughs> which, which team needs me? So you're uh, all three, baby. That's it. I'll be the all time all time quarterback. Um, all right, cool. Well, this is uh, the reboot of Just Be Earnest. My good friend Hardy. And uh, thanks for coming on. Hell yeah. Always a pleasure. We're coming for that ass. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest.